going to say something before I start preaching, because today is one of those hard COVID days for me liturgically, and it might be for you too. I love All Saints so much, the hymnody and the celebration and the baptisms and the joyful remembrance of all the saints who have gone before us. And it's just really hard to celebrate the cloud of witnesses without the crowd of witnesses. And tomorrow, All Souls, or what is called the commemoration of the faithful departed, will be especially poignant. This year has been a year of loss for many, and we haven't been able to gather for funerals the way that we would like. As it is on every year on All Saints Sunday, today's Eucharistic prayer will be dedicated to those we've lost this year, and a list of their names will be read. Just know that if you are mourning, you are not alone. If you need to talk to someone, please reach out to our pastoral care, Minister for Pastoral Care, uh, Jody Gillett, and she'll connect you with one of the clergy here. Because grief is hard, and COVID makes everything harder. Every first Thursday of the month, a group of cathedral women and I gather for something that we call Amazing Women of Faith. We delve into the life of a woman who's figured out that nothing else matters except her relationship with God, and then she goes for it. And friends, these stories are truly amazing. We've told the story of a little girl who was captured as a child in the Sudan and sold into slavery. The experience was so traumatic that she forgot her own name and was called Bakita by her traffickers. After being bought and sold over a dozen times, abused all along the way, she is befriended by some nuns who baptized her, and together they fight for her and earn her freedom. Bakita chooses her own name, Josephine, and spends the rest of her life with her sisters as a free woman. We've told the story of Maria Skopsova, born to minor Russian aristocracy, who became a teenage Bolshevik, who eventually flees to Paris and discovers there a heart for serving the poor. Maria is converted and spends the rest of her life serving the refugees that pour into the city. When the Nazis occupied Paris, she became part of the resistance, forging baptismal certificates for Jews and smuggling them to freedom. She died in a concentration camp, taking the place of another woman bound for the gas chambers three days before the camp would be liberated. We've told the story of Macrina the Younger, who happened to be the elder sister of Basil the Great and Gregory of Nyssa, and no small factor in why those two turned out so great. When she was betrothed to Mary, Macrina's fiancé died, so instead she dedicated her life to Christ. During a particularly terrible famine in Cappadocia, she would search for young women who'd been abandoned by the side of the road to die, and Macrina would nurse them back to health. These women became her sisters, and they lived together as a family, praying and working together. We've told the story of Hildegard of Bingen, the 12th century German abbess, who was a naturalist, author, composer, mystic, and preacher, who decided to bury a repentant outlaw in her, in her own abbey graveyard. The church authorities said that this man had been excommunicated for his crimes, but Hildegard had said that he had repented before he had died and therefore deserved to be buried in her churchyard as a Christian. The authorities told her that this wasn't true and commanded her to hand over the body. She said no. 
The authorities said yes. Hildegard said no. The authorities then said, we're sending people to dig up the body and take it by force. And then she and her nuns uh, went out that evening in her full abatial vestments, blessed the grave where the man rested, and then she and all of her nuns dug up every headstone in the graveyard so the authorities didn't know where to dig. Hildegard was excommunicated for that one, but don't worry, she harangued them into letting her back in. She's Hildegard. 833 years later, Hildegard would be named a doctor of the church. We've told the story of the anchoress of Julian of Norwich, of the mystic and reformer Teresa of Avila, of the devout and devoted Francis Perkins, the secretary of labor during the Great Depression. We tell these stories because these are our stories. The stories of the th saints are the stories of who we are as a people. We tell these stories because these stories teach us who we are, but more importantly, who we can be. The saints aren't that different from you or me. They're just not. They're just people who have figured out that God loves them beyond all rational measure, and therefore, nothing else matters. And that knowledge and love of God sets them free to do whatever it is that they need to do, despite the suffering that inevitably ensues. With the love of God as their North Star, they set out on a journey to follow that love wherever it goes. With single-mindedness, they set one foot in front of the other, following Jesus every step of the way. One of the words we use to describe saints is the word blessed, which is funny because usually their lives don't look blessed from the outside. Usually the journey to follow God is filled with adventure, which is a very appealing way of saying difficulties. But the saints are intimately familiar with the blessings that Jesus talks about in the Beatitudes because the Beatitudes are descriptive, not prescriptive. The Beatitudes tell us things that are true about living a life with Jesus. What I mean about descriptive instead of prescriptive is that, is that what we, we do not go out and find a reason to mourn. For instance, Josephine Bakita did not seek out a life of slavery. Rather, the reasons to mourn will come to us soon enough. But when we do mourn as followers of Jesus, we will be comforted. When we find ourselves in a position to be merciful like Maria Skopsova, we discover the mercy of God for ourselves. When we are invited into purity of heart like Macrina, we see God. When, because of grave injustice, we hunger and thirst for righteousness like Hildegard, we will be filled. When the occasion comes to us, if we follow Jesus, we will be blessed. When we know that the blessings of a relationship with God will follow us no matter what happens, nothing else matters. And the glory of this day, this feast of all saints, is that as we follow Jesus together, we make up a living expression of the Beatitudes. No one person could possibly fulfill all of the Beatitudes no one or two is truly enough for any single person, no matter how saintly. So we depend on the community of Jesus that surrounds us, not just now, but throughout the history of the church, 
the crowd of witnesses and the cloud of witnesses, to fill out all of the Beatitudes, to create a community of blessing, to live into the freedom of living with the conviction that nothing else matters. And when we do this, we bless one another, surely, but we also bless the world. So with blessed Josephine, blessed Maria, blessed Macrina, blessed Hildegard, I wish you an amazing All Saints Day, and may your story bless others. Amen.